Welcome back to Girl with Something to Say. My name is Kenya Mendivar and I am your host. This is episode four, part two. So if you listened last week, we had a special guest. His name is Gary Perot, and he is many things, an entrepreneur, a film director, just a creative mind and soul at, at the heart. Um, but today we have him back. So congratulations, Mr. Gary. Won $50. Come on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> thank you, Kenya. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take the money. <laughs> but we have him back today. Um, if you haven't listened to episode three, go listen now and then come back. Um, and yeah, today we're going to have him back and he's going to talk more in depth about his, his business, his heart and soul, what, what drives him daily. And that is about Kevro Studios. So let's give Gary a welcome. Hello, Gary. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I am. I'm tired. <laughs> I'll <laughs> give time? you for real. I'll give you the for real. I'm tired. What time is it in California? It's 7, uh, 734. Me thinking about how it's 10 over here in New York. <laughs> It's literally 10 over there and it's like 7 34 over here, but I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I'm already thinking about what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight. And I, I'm thinking I might get like some tacos. Mm, okay. The tacos sound so good. That does sound good. But I just oh. had some food like an hour ago though. So. It's okay. If you're hungry, listen to your body, you know? Period. Feed the mind, feed the stomach. It feeds Period. both, you know? Period. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Gary, before we kind of dive into what Kevro Studios is now, I kind of want you to take us on a journey, right? And so I want you to kind of begin, share with us how this journey began. And it had to begin with your love for film, for movies. So start there. Like, when did that happen? When did that begin? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I started when I first started. My, my, my love of film started like when I was really young and um, the four movies that I always refer back to um, were our, uh, The Others with Nicole Kidman, Blue Streak with Martin Lawrence, Spy Kids um, um, with Alexa Vega and, I, uh, and uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez. And then um, what was the other one? I can't think of the other one. I think it was just three, actually. It was just those three. Those are the prime three that, like, really, like, inspired me to, like, get in, like, really, like, oh, no, Harry Potter, of oh, course. Yes, yes. Harry, yeah, Harry Potter, of course. So um, those were the four movies that really, like, were, like, very pivotal for me as a kid. Um, and so ever, like, ever since then, I was just, like, very, oh, and Friday. There's just so many. Friday with Friday with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. But there were just all those, like, those movies that just really inspired me to make, um, to get into um, entertainment and just, like, be really, like, invested into, like, what the movies are, you know? Yeah. Would you say it was more of the visuals, the storytelling, all of it? What encaptured your soul in watching these movies? I think it was the escapism. Mm. It was the escapism, and it was, like, just being just being able to like like I remember like I don't know if I don't know if you remember like um from Spy Kids where like there's like that scene um where um Carmen and Junie are like in the 
are in that 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 hideaway that hideaway house with mm-hmm. that with all those like those backpacks with their uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, those thumbs like come and like <laughs> they like they come in and they start to like they try to get that that third brain from Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I remember that this part where Carmen like where she would like where she she jumped over the fan that was in on in, in the roof the roof, yeah the roof and she jumped over it and it and they played it in slow motion and then when she when she was when she when she when she like went over the when she went over the fan she did a tumble mm. she did a tumble and then she landed next to like the table and i always thought that shit looked so fucking badass mm-hmm. and so i would try to re i would try to do that shit with her <laughs> i would try to do it with her like i would like rewind it back and i would do it with her and like that was just it for me. So it just was like a lot of like just escapism and then Harry Potter just like being able to like be a wizard and like go to Hogwarts and like all that stuff. Like it's just it was just so cool. Um, and as and as as we can both see, like that still has a long lasting effect mm-hmm. on who we are as people today, because we still to this day talk about Harry Potter. So every time we yeah, yeah. we're such nerds. <sighs> but it's yeah, I, I definitely understand what you mean with Harry Potter because I don't know. People could think we're crazy. I don't know. I'm not like the, I'm going to wear a Harry Potter shirt like every day kind of. What about it? And if you do, what about it, y'all? I'm not. I'm not. But um, yeah, kudos to you if you want to do that. Go ahead. Live your life. Um, But I I feel like I watch those series every year, like every year during Christmas and Halloween. I'm like, I have to rewatch all eight of these because it's, it takes you back to when you were young it takes you like it's like seeing it for the first time again a magical world it takes you away from where you're at right now and you feel like you're there yep so yep i love that um what were you gonna say i was just gonna say that yeah we did that we did that me you victoria we all had that little little marathon from the beginning to end and that was the first time i I had ever watched all the harry potters from like beginning to end like that and it was just really refreshing to be able to like oh wow like this is this series really like was like it really made an imprint on my childhood Mm -hmm. I think you you've talked about you've mentioned many times that the first one is one of your favorites because of how it brings you into it's a it's a first glimpse you get of what the world looks like and I I don't know I think before you actually explained to me why you loved it I was like ah it's the first one you know there's better ones but now every time I watch it, I think about that. And I'm like, it's like Christmas. It's like, yeah, it's really they- good. The first one is like the first one just sets the foundation. Mm-hmm. It's the most innocent one out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's uh, it, like, it's, and I hate to like, I hate to like sound like a, say, I hate to sound like a filmmaker, like a really like a nerd, <laughs> nerd, but it's shot on film. And it's like, it's just like, it's very nostalgic, mm-hmm. you know? And, only i think yeah like it's just it's a very nostalgic movie um and it works during halloween and christmas yeah so you have you have these three films that you know just grabbed your attention um from there how would you say like you navigated your film career because i remember in high school like i just would start seeing you film things and like did you have a camera 
um no i didn't <laughs> no. have i don't know i didn't know i owned a canon yeah i owned a canon yeah it's a canon like t3i mm-hmm. I, had I remember you like editing yeah. in like the theater room like i would see that yeah. um so like that from my an outsider perspective i saw like glimpses of what you were putting your time into um so i don't know can you can you talk about your journey how, how it's been because obviously you're in a different different position now and you've experienced yeah. so many different things so just kind of yeah. walk us through your journey um so yeah like i would just like i started editing when i was like when i was when i was in like middle school in middle school i would edit and i would like um i found a voiceover community on youtube um where like it, it was like a it was like a completely different like it was just a, a world it was, it was just like a community on youtube of just different people from different parts of the world um and i still and i still talk to some of those people um still to this day but um it's like yeah we, you would just like we, you would take clips from different movies and shows that you like like pretty little lot pretty little liars Hannah montana wizards of waverly place and all of those just different shows and you would mm-hmm. make it look like it was a one thing it was an all-in-one and then you would cast it, you would like write a script, you would cast voiceover actors and everything like that. Yeah. And then you would put that together. And that was just like, that was it. Like that was, that's really where like my foundation was and how I just learned how to write and direct, how I found my love for like directing actors and writing scripts and movies and stuff. This like was that. in middle school? This was in middle school. Yeah. Here, I'm ne- middle- I've never heard this. This was in middle school. Yeah. This was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that middle school and then um from middle school oh and then from middle school I got in high school and then from high yeah. school I was like okay I want to take what I've been doing on this and make it and do it and bring it into my real life and I was always scared to bring it into my real life my real life because I think I was all I knew that I was good at what I was doing and I was afraid that people would take advantage of me and like try to ask me to do things and like mm. do like edit things for them and make things for them and like I just wanted to keep it to myself and so um I just didn't I didn't tell anybody um until sophomore year of high school and that's when I started to really like come out of my shell and started to edit started to like enter into like you know small festivals um that the school would interest in um and then I was starting to make those theater documentaries and people to start asking me to like start film, you know, to start editing, editing their films for them and stuff like that. And so that's how I got into that. And so, yeah. 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 So first of all, I'm going to say it again. I did not know this about you in middle school. Yeah. I kept it to myself. I just kept like a lot of that, a lot of that, like voiceover stuff. Like I, I don't, yeah, I, I'm very proud of it. Like I don't, mm. it's, not, it's not something I'm, I'm ashamed of. Mm-hmm. I'm not, it's, it's, sorry. It's not something that I'm ashamed of at all. I'm really proud of that part of my life um, because that was, it's, that was literally the foundation of mm-hmm. like how I learned how to like write, how I learned how to edit, how I learned how to like do everything. And so yeah. how I learned well, how to like market on market, films on instagram and twitter like it was it's all because of that oh wow well i see how successful you're being at that i'm mentioning again his twitter account (laughs) it's his follower account (laughs) you really are blowing up um but i don't know like let's fast forward to your first film you made like frankly like that was oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah but, but that was that was a big deal for you. Like, 
I, 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 you know, like that, you, you took that step and even like, I didn't realize how, how much goes into like, there's nitty gritty things you have to get down, um, yeah. to, to make a film. You were, yeah, you were on the crew. Shout out. Come on. <laughs> I am. What is it? I am BD. <laughs> I am B. I am D. Uh, I am DB. There we go. I need to put that on my resume. <laughs> you do. Why. You do, yeah. You were the you were uh you were part of the production uh production design team. Like you were like you were yeah, you're the production designer. Like that is yeah. Um yeah, frankly was fun. Frankly was really fun. Um I wrote it when I was in Austin. Wrote it no, I sorry, yeah, I wrote it when I got back from Austin. Um and um it was just a quick really quick script I wanted to write. Mm -hmm. Um had like a lot of different 80s influences, like from Ferris Bueller. And stuff like that and um it's like it's just about a gay black boy um mm -hmm. trying to find time with his friends before they leave for the summer before they all leave for the summer um and um yeah and we shot it we it took us it took us we shot it in i think two weeks about a week mm -hmm. or two and then we did pick up we did, we did pick up days maybe like a month after and um yeah and in a, I mean, in a way, I'm not even gonna say in a way, but it was my first feature. Like mm -hmm. I, like when I look at it, when I think about it now, because it was 40, like more than 40 minutes long, and so I was like, oh, I made, I made a feature, and so, um, and after I made it, I released it, and I released it for maybe a week, and then I put it on private. Yeah. What do you think? I know they say we're like our biggest critiques. What was? What was one of the the hardships you've you ex encountered in filming? You know, filming this, sharing it with the world, right? Because it's when you share something, it's you know up for criticism, up for just anything, and so it's being vulnerable. So, what was your experience like in sharing sharing your create creation with others? Um, my experience with sharing it with other people, it's like, um, I guess like. Well, I guess the one the 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 thing that I was like going through the most with when making, frankly, especially just editing it, it was more so editing it, not making it. It was making it was easy. Um, well, it was had its challenges, but it was easier than editing. Editing was harder was harder because it was just me. It was just me and my thoughts and my doubts mm -hmm. in my head, just staring at a computer screen and um. I was I, I I struggled really hard. I struggled really bad with making, frankly, because um, I was trying to go against what the movie wanted to be. Like the movie wanted the movie was trying to be th one film, and I and when I was editing it, I was trying to edit it to make it feel like a different film. And through that experience, I learned that like you have to just let your you have to let you just you just have to let your film or your art become what it become what it's supposed to become like you can't force it to become something else because that it's not going to work mm. like you just have to let it just become what it's meant to be and accept it for what it's meant to be like a child mm. that's <sighs> like good. a kid like a kid like you have to just like you give birth to this child and then you have to just let it grow into what it's yeah. become what it's supposed to be and you can't judge it for what it's what it is it's like that's what it is and it has its it has its imperfections mm -hmm. and you just have to love it for what it is yeah and i think i've seen you since this film the film that you've the films you've shared and released and I've seen you grow and become more confident in what you're doing and become just 
just ready to to share with the world. Um, kind of like share, share some of the other films you've done and which which so far has been your favorite um, to produce, to direct, um, to just collaborate with others on. Um, thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's so nice. Um, <laughs> um, I think that my favorite film, well, so what, what I've done so far, so I did Frankly, and then um, in between then I did, I did some like small music videos, um, and then I did um, another film. I think like the next film after Frankly was um, Unguardi. Yeah. Um, which, which is probably, which is going to be going back to the film festival circuit. Um, Shout out. Yeah. Very, very crazy. Like very, like I'm going to like put it back in the film festival circuit and we're going to start another run, a run of that. So that's going to be fun. But, um, Unguardi and then what was the other one? And then Jedi 66. Yes. That was a good one. Uh, yeah and then thank you and then <laughs> um and then um next this next one is thanks be to god yeah um and then from there i'm hope, i'm planning to go into features but um i think that out, out of all of the ones that i've made so far all the short films i think that unguardi was probably my favorite mm. because um well Yes, yes, that was my that one was my favorite. That one was my favorite because um I just I think I was not to say I wasn't meticulously planning for this for um for all the other films, but I could definitely say that for Uncordia I was very like very, very intentional about everything that I did on that film as far as like shot listing, as far as like act actors, actors I picked, as far as like the as far as like the crew members I had on the film, only had two, mem- two, two crew members on the film. Um, and I just really sat with that project and really just broke it down. Um, and I think it just has, I think it's a lot of, it has, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I had just gone off of frankly. And so I had, I had learned all this new stuff and I was like, I had learned all these lessons from that film. So I was just like, okay, I don't want to make that mistake again. So let me do it. Let me just, try to make this film to avoid and to prove what I've learned um and I think I did I think I did prove what I learned on on Guardi because even on that film when we were shooting I had I never looked at the shot list I never looked at the shot list not once when we were shooting the film because I knew what the film like I just knew the film from beginning to end I saw the film I saw the film I saw the shots I saw everything and so I there at not not one point did I have to look at like like look at the shot list like okay this is the this is the next shot like I knew what the next shot was so yeah wow I I think that was a COVID film you did as well like it was during COVID that you oh yeah it so was you- co- yeah it was a, it was the high it was height of COVID and then mm-hmm. it was also the height of the George Floyd incident George Floyd and Breonna, Breonna Taylor because I remember that um. I went out to I went out to a protest and people had their mask on still, mm-hmm. and then they were protesting George Floyd and Breonna mm-hmm. Taylor, and that's where I got the idea from for mm. that film because Anguardi is French for numb, and so oh. yeah, it's French for numb, and the whole the whole thing about Anguardi was just like being numb to black, black, um, black just black death in america 
you know, because it happens so often. So it's kind of like mm. people get numb to it. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, this is just, this is this just happens. So, um, yeah. I love that you use. I don't think this is true for all filmmakers, right? Sometimes you just there's people that make things that are trending or that you know they're gonna. It's not gonna be something that will be ongoing and you know people are going to be talking about in 20 years some people just want to you know hit and go and I, I love that you're very intentional with your storytelling and the people that you cast and the message that message that you want to send um because I think that's important um in anything you do um I like that that that's just your niche that's what keeps you going you're like this is you know it's it's a part of me. Like directing is not separate from who I am. And you use even me who knows you like well. I know that you use some of these films to kind of like share like, you know, what you've gone through and like what you experienced. So I, th- I think it's it's cool that you're being real and that you're allowing um, your creativity to be a platform where you can share that. Yeah, I think that this next wave of projects that I'm doing like is like. The day, like, thanks be to God, is probably the most like personal and real mm-hmm. and honest thing that I've done um, up until this point. I think that the next thing I do after thanks be to God will also be very like personal and raw and just like honest about who I am and like my faults and the things that I've done um, behind closed doors. And so I think that's um, I think that's important. But the thing is, like, people want to see. People want to see like real, you know, mm-hmm. people want to see real stuff. Like people want to see, people people want to be able to relate and like, you know, see some, see, see the mess that characters and people go through because they want to be able to be like, oh, I do that or, mm-hmm. or somebody else does that. I don't mm-hmm. feel as, I don't feel, I don't feel weird because I do that too. Yeah. Um, where did the name Kevro come from? Like, this is your brand. I see it everywhere. Like it is in really, I saw you got a new logo. Shout out. Come on. New logo. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks oh good. God. Very retro. I was feeling it. I was like, why does this remind me of like gaming or something? Like, you know, it's like, yeah. I love it. Um, but where did that name come from? Um, well, first, um, I'm just trying to make sure I, um, say uh oh it, to attribute the yeah artist. yeah 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 i'm trying to make sure i say his name right um his name is jack harrison his instagram um handle is mr underscore jackio um i found him um on tiktok yeah i found him mm. on tiktok i found him on tiktok um he's so cool he's canadian he's awesome <laughs> he's so cool and he's so nice um, but yeah, he made that logo. So shout out to him. He's a really good art. He's a really good, um, like he's a really good, he's just a really good person and he's a really yeah. great creative person. Um, and so, yeah, but the name Kevro, it's a, it's, um, I think, I, I mean, when, yeah, it's like a, it's a play on word, but I mean, I'll just kind of, disc- I'll go into depth about how I came up with that name and it may not even make any sense, but it makes sense to me and I like mm-hmm. it, but um my name before my name my name before i was born was going to be kevin and um my uh uncle my uncle gave my uh 
my father and my mother the, like the idea to name me gary jr so they just stuck with gary jr but i always thought i but i always thought like oh my god like what if my name would have been kevin like that would have been cool you mm-hmm. know and so um and so there at one point um when i was doing like amazon delivery driving um i was just kind of like thinking about okay like how can i make i, w- I would love to make a, a production company like how can i do that mm-hmm. and um i thought I, just, I was trying to think of different names and stuff like that and at one point i was like at one point I was trying to figure out how I'd be able to make a production company where I'm making films like that are that are like that feel like feel like Marvel films and like mm. sci-fi films. Yeah. But also yeah. make my deep and personal films like Enguardi and like, you know, all those stuff. Like how can I make a studio like that that's like it, it coincides? Like how can I make sure it makes sense? Right. And then um I was like, well, maybe I can release those other, maybe I can release one like one type of film under a different name. And then I currently use another types types of film under a different name. So like my personal films released under Gary and then the other, you know, big sci-fi films released under the name Kevin, Kevin Perot or something like that, you know? And so I thought about that and I was like, okay, I could do that. And then at one point, and then I, I kept thinking about it. And then I was like, what if I just name, what if I just named this production company Kevro because what if I name it Kevro? Because it's it's just like both of those both of those sides both of those sides like the the both of those sides are me regardless. Like it's like like why separate the two? Why make it two different names? They're they're both me. So why not just bring them both together and just make it into one? And so I used my last name and I used Kev and I just put it together and it's just Perot and Kev. And I just put mm, Kevro. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't know that. Um, I did want to kind of, kind of just go into you know you have you have this company now LLC Kevro Studios, um, and you know you're making your films, but obviously there's jobs you've had to do to to get experience you know to to get your kind of name in the film industry or so how have you how you've wanted before i know that you're you're kind of like you're you're doing something else right now right you're not in the film you're not like your career right now is not in the film industry but you've done so many different like film jobs so from pa to i don't i don't know what your last (laughs) last job was like i don't want like you've done so many different jobs in the industry so i kind of want you to just share like how those jobs have helped you um keep keep um exceeding in your own business and and helping you develop how you want to keep keep developing your own business you know how you want to keep maneuvering at what your dream is for your own business like what are some of the jobs you've had in the film industry um i've i've been a product i've been a uh, production assistant for a long time and then um i moved over to um the office production work um and then i moved over to um producer's assistant um and then um i moved over to executive assistant and so that's how my work had, that's the word that's how my um my film and my career trajectory has gone up until this point um now when it comes to like making sure that i'm making strides towards 
making my own business a reality and making Kevro a thing. Um, I've done a thing where I have worked, you know, I've worked my production assistant jobs. I've worked my office production assistant jobs, executive assistant jobs, and I work those, but I also do this on the side as well too. Mm -hmm. And so it's like I'm working, it's like I have two full-time jobs all the time. And, um, um, and for me, one uh, one thing that I've learned um, from my friends, um, um, more more specifically, my friend Andrew, he told he was just telling me just about like really just like thinking of ways to kind of just like really grow it, like really grow mm. this company and try to figure out ways to like really um, get people to know more about it. And um, one thing, one code that I cracked uh, was um, just really like the benefit of helping people and helping people make their movies and helping people get their projects done um, mm-hmm. is super important. Um, and um, the there's like, there's power in associations, there's power in partnerships and there's power in just being a really good person that just wants to help everybody succeed. And so um, that's something that I've just been trying to do with Kevro is just try my best to help as many people succeed as possible um and um yeah just helping yeah helping as many people succeed and um I think we're doing a really good job well I wanted to touch base on how you worked at Marvel only because that's something you you wanted for so long um how did that experience um help you understand more of the film industry and help you understand how you want to further your business um working at marvel was fun working at working at working at a production i working working in the within the production um team like production department like in um working in production in atlanta uh, on a marvel project was fun um it it helped me learn it helped me really kind of just see like you know okay this is how an office space works Mm -hmm. this is how our office space runs like we have our supply room we have our office space we have our printers in here we have we have the shelves with all the different types of uh, types of papers and stuff like that we have um we have our uh whatchamacallit we have our kitchen where we keep stock of all the food i learned how um all that how we keep how that continues to stay stocked um and then also I, um, and I also just kind of, um, I learned, um, I kind of just learned like just small different things about just how these productions work and how like, the, you know, the different, you know, different production coordinators uh, um, work alongside the assistant production coordinators and how the assistant production coordinators work alongside the production assistants, the office production assistants and how um, the producers work and um, how those meetings go and how those meetings are set up and, you know, um, and also just how, you know, how the calendars are set up and how all that stuff is like, I, that is very, that's very, that's been very beneficial to me. Um, as far as just knowing, okay, I can take all that stuff and bring it into my own space. But for me, I think it's just, it's always been in the back of my head that like, okay, this is not where I'm supposed to like, I know I'm not supposed to, I know I'm not supposed to stop here. Like, I know there's more for me. I know there's more for me. There's way more for me. And I knew that I was like, I remember talking to my friend, Bezwit, and she was like, honestly, Gary, I feel like you're going to end up being, you're going to end up producing full time 
within the next year. And I was like, okay. Okay, I can see that. Maybe. And now I'm getting closer to that. So, yeah. So you you worked at Marvel. You did a lot this year, actually. I I, I know because we're friends and I, we keep up. <laughs> but I feel like you've, you've done a lot this year. And especially a lot that you've wanted to do. And I feel like you're 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 the person you're a type of person that does things. You're like, all right, that filled my cup. It's not filling it anymore. I'm a bounce. We gotta go next. Gotta go to the next place that's gonna fill my cup. That's gonna get me paid. That's gonna give me what I deserve. Um, <laughs> and you know, you're doing that. Um, what would you say to someone? So two questions. Um, what would you say to someone that wants to get into the film industry, right? Um, probably maybe into directing um, and maybe they're a late bloomer. Maybe maybe they don't know how. Like, How would you encourage them? Because I know it is, I even saw a TikTok the other day about, oh my God, I can't think of his name from Victorious. He was talking about how he should share like tips on how to get into the film industry because it's so gatekept. So what are some tips or, you know, advice you would give someone that, that wants to, wants to do this, wants to be a PA, but it's intimidating. It's an intimidating career to get into. Yeah. Um, it's an intimidating thing to do. Um, and I think it's only intimidating if you let it be intimidating though. Like it's like, can I curse on here? I don't care. Like these niggas are just like you. Like these people yeah. are just like you. Like these people yeah. are no better than you. These people wake up every day. They do like wake up every day. They don't know what the hell's going on. Just like you. Like that's what being on a film set taught me. Like nobody ever knows what the hell is going on, mm-hmm. and everybody is everybody knows just as much as the next person. Like. No, but like, don't let nobody make you feel like, oh, I'm like, you're not, you're not well equipped, you're not well equipped, or you're not like, you're not, you're not, you don't have much experience. Like, fuck that shit. Like, no, just go make your own industry. Like, that's what I'm a quote, I'm a quote, Mr. Scorsese, but it's like, go make your own industry. Like, go, go, go disrupt, go, go make it out, like, go make it yourself. Go find people that believe in the same vision that you believe in and just go make stuff, go create stuff, go, go create your own production company, go do something and go do it and just like make it happen and don't, don't go do it without permission. Um, I would say that, I would say that this industry, for me, at least there's like, for me, I used to want to be in this industry really bad. And part of me, and now I'm like, I don't really care about being in it. Um, I don't care about, I don't care about, I don't care about like Hollywood. Like, I don't care about that. Like, I don't care about having to work at Marvel anymore. I don't care about working at Disney more, no more. Um, now, if they were give, if they gave me a job that paid me well, yes. But it's just because a lot of the work in the film industry, um, and I can just like, and I can, and, I, and I'm guilty of this myself too, but only because we're just a small production company and we're small, like we're just starting out right now. But pay can be small, like pay is very small, and pay is horrible. Pay sucks in the film industry, and yeah. you're asking people to give, 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 
a lot of a lot of themselves for 10 to 12 hours per day on a film set and it's a lot of fucking work and um i feel like it's a there's a lot of over there's a lot of underpaid underpaid and overworked people in the film industry and i don't like it and i don't want to be a part of that i don't want to be i don't i don't want to have to work 12 to 14 hours to get a small little check and still have to have to struggle like that sucks that's trash who wants that um well there are people who do want that but it's just like you know yeah but it's like it, it it's it depends on what is uh it just depends on what is like what's worth like what like what's worth it for you like is it worth it to to do that okay then do it like you know but for me it's not worth it for me it's not worth it for me because I'd I'd rather just go make some really good money in a different industry in a different industry and then go build my own production company and make my own films with my own friends and build a production company that will that 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 is welcoming. Um, just even yesterday, I was in the car and I was thinking to myself and I was thinking about the future of Kevra and I was thinking when we start having people like when I start when we start like hiring people, I want to like do like a Google form where they like or google form or like have them have each person who comes each person who becomes a member take the potter pick take the potter more quiz i dead ass like i was like i want to be able to like, tell tell them to take the potter more quiz and so we know what house you are like i think that's just so fun you know and so cool i think yeah i really liked what you said about creating your own space because i think that is something you can take into any creative industry um, I think we get discouraged. Corporate America, capitalism, you have to make money, um, which is what hinders us a lot of times from from following our hearts, following our dreams because of money. Um, and I know it's not ideal to work like probably for you. It's not ideal to work two jobs, like you said, like have this full-time job that gives you money and then work your full-time job creating your and navigating your business. But it has it's it has to be done and you know work has to be put into it um even if it is little by little but yeah sometimes you have to create the space that isn't seen i'm excited to see your you know your films are to come um tell us a little bit about the films that are coming i know it's thanks be to god and margaritas i i've seen you know i follow the instagram you know i'm seeing the updates tell us a little bit about the films that are coming and what you're excited for yeah um so um right now we're in um we're in pre-production for margaritas we start shooting that in two weeks which is exciting and so a lot of stuff is happening right now like a lot of meetings happening a lot of um we're going through casting decisions right now um and so that is fun and also a tad bit stressful but also just very but overall very fun um and we have a nell mcdaniel she's directing this film which i'm very very excited about um and then ivana reynoso she wrote it herself um and then she's also acting it in it as well too and so that's gonna be fun um and then we shoot thanks be to god um um around december um and then we also have our other films impressions we were in association with um b street productions that's brandy stevens production company she directed impressions and so um, they have wrapped on. They've wrapped on that film, and they're now editing. And they're going to start. Uh, they're they're trying their best to get the film ready to go for, before the end of this year for a festival run. 
Um, and then also Ryan Cameron's film, Forks in the Road. Shout out um, Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. She <laughs> um and she has a production company, um, Rosenrod Productions. And then Kevra was also in association with Forks in the Road. That is uh, that is a short film that's a it's a 90s love short film. Um, and they started they started um putting their film into film festivals um as well. And so um yeah, and so we have all those films coming, and then we also have Gary Soul, Gary F. Soul's film, um, Chaos, um, in production, in pre-production as well. He's still writing it, and so we're planning on getting that um, up and filming in the beginning of January, and then get that out um, during the film festival circuit of next year. So um, the festival circuit, as you can see, for Kevro Studios, is going to be very, it's like very, it's going to be very fun. It's going to be a lot of Kevro projects on the, on the festival circuit next year. So just to listen down again, we have Forks in the Road, Impressions, Thanks Be to God, Margaritas, Chaos. And so we have all those films coming out um, and going to be on the film festival circuit next year. Also, oh, and, and, and the re-release of Guardia as well, too. And so we'll have all those films on the festival circuit next year. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of projects. It's a lot of work. But um, I love it. And I think that... Um, I think that once we're... I think that once we're done with all these short films, we may produce some more shorts, maybe... Um, we're just trying to figure out a way to maybe just bring in more uh, revenue as far mm-hmm. as like, you know, as far as money goes. And so money is more seen within feature films. And so we may start looking into that direction and start producing more some more feature films, but also thinking about maybe doing distribution and doing and becoming a distribution uh, studio as well, um, like A24 or A24. They go out and they find these films. Um, at different film festivals or they, they they source out these films that are already made and then they just help push those films out um, to wider audiences. Um, so that's something that we might also do as well. But um, yeah, so that's what we're, that's what, that's what's cooking up over there at Kevro. Um, hoping to continue to do some more fun things and just keep Kevro interesting, interesting and do things that um, do things that you haven't seen before, because that's super important to me and creating an experience. Well, I hope that more people get introduced to these amazing pieces that you're having. Um, They're probably going to come out, I don't know, end of year? Is it maybe next year? Yeah, people will be able to start seeing these films on the festival, on the film festival circuit, on the big screen by the end of this, by the end, before the end of this year. So you will be seeing, you will be seeing impressions before the end of this year and you may see Forks the Road before this end this year and if not before the end this year definitely the beginning of next year which like january february you will see that film but you will only be able to see these films at film festivals on the big screen so make sure you go to those festivals and make sure you follow the kevro account because you'll be able to see you'll be able to see when those films are being screened Mm. and where they're being screened um because you you'll probably have to wait a whole other maybe another year to be able to see the film streamed like on, you know, yeah. Amazon or I will like I will definitely link the account in and the about um of this episode. I'm excited. I can't wait. And also Gary's always like looking for talent. So if someone's out there that <laughs> that maybe has some talent. 
yeah, I'm always looking for talent. I'm always looking for people who are just really passionate about what they do and just can just really help elevate. And I just also just really care about helping people get to where they want to go. So um, hit me up. I'm not a hard person to reach at all. (laughs) I don't don't think so. But um, yeah, so, but yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Gary, for coming on again. I'm sure we'll, we'll see more, hear more of Gary later on. Um, but thank you for listening. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Gary, before we close up? You're amazing. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to be on this podcast. And I'm very proud of you and hope I inspired somebody out there. Yeah. Well, y'all have a good day. We will see you next Sunday. Thank you.